Hello, everyone. Welcome to Fit Body Happy Joints. My name is Shannon. This week is going to be a bit different from my usual kind of dense, more educational podcasts because I'll tell you what happened. So I had spent the first half of this week researching and writing a podcast about hunger and exercise and how exercise affects your hunger cues about this hormone called ghrelin, all about that. And ultimately, I decided to completely scrap it because I felt like I have my messaging has been centered a lot around weight loss. And although I don't think there's anything wrong with weight loss, I I just think that so many people use exercise as a tool for punishing themselves in order to ultimately lose weight. And they think that once they lose weight by, you know, over-exercising, then they'll love themselves. And I just kind of want to take a break from that messaging because it just felt like it was getting too much about that. And it felt like it was going away from my really core beliefs. Um, I feel very passionate about not using exercise as a tool um, for punishing your body. And I think that many people do that when they start a workout program in order to lose weight. They push themselves as hard as possible and ultimately end up burning themselves out, hurting themselves, causing joint damage, and definitely not building up their sense of worth outside of what their body just looks like physically. And I've actually met very few people who are able to exercise as hard as possible for long periods and not come out on the other side of it actually less healthy, right? Again, either mentally or physically, because mentally they become obsessive about exercise and feel panicked when they take a day off. Physically, they have all this pain and they have to spend sometimes thousands of dollars on their body treatments like physical therapy, surgery, body work, massage, whatever, just to go back to their routine and wreck their joints again. And their hormones get all jacked up. So it just rarely works for women. And I know because I was one of those people, but this is the norm. And there's so much messaging in the weight loss realm. And I don't consider myself a weight loss coach at all, but in the weight loss industry, fitness industry, that, you know, you got to punish yourself in your workouts and the harder you work, the quicker you're going to look the way you want to look. And it's the norm. And oftentimes these women who end up making that a habit, they will get compliments about how quote unquote fit they look and how quote unquote dedicated they are and how good they look. And it's for sure glorified. And to me, that only just keeps the cycle going because they are getting glorified for how they look, even though so many of them feel horrible. Their joints feel horrible. They aren't sleeping at night. They're anxious, moody, stressed, hangry all the time. It's just such a problem. And so what I felt like I was doing, and the reason I decided to scrap my podcast this week was, again, I just felt like I was educating on weight loss. And it was coming from a good place because so many people want to lose weight and I get messages in my in my DMs all the time. And oftentimes my inspiration for my podcast come from messages that I get from you all. But I feel like I wanted people to understand why the grind yourself into the ground in your workouts just to burn off as many calories as you can 
why that doesn't actually work. And I know that so many people need the evidence and need to understand why that doesn't work to ultimately allow themselves to shift their mindsets. But then I just (laughs) felt like I was being so forceful about the issue. And I felt like if someone wasn't ready to come into my world and adopt this new philosophy of how being gentle on your body can actually give you amazing results and grow your muscles without wrecking your joints, then I I don't need to convince them because I have you all listening who most of you are already on board and you don't need convincing that it's time to make a change and it's time to be gentler on yourself. And you just come here because you want to learn more about how you can do that, about the process of how you can do that. And the people that aren't ready will probably come around eventually. I think a lot of you listening could think back to a time in your life where you might not have been perceptive to this information that I that I talk about in my podcast and in my classes and stuff. And if you still feel like you aren't quite ready yet to adopt this philosophy that I preach about, you know, the no pain, all gain and how you can be gentle and still see great results and that you've done enough philosophy and all of that, be gentle on yourself. The fact that you're here listening means that there's a little voice in the back of your head that's curious and maybe asking questions about if it's time to make a change. And I'm glad you're here listening and keep coming back. And don't feel like you need to change something right away today, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. Just keep coming back and it'll happen when you're ready. But I do feel like, unfortunately, so many of us have to go through this certain low point in order to be open to making this change. Low point being like your body is falling apart and you're like, I physically cannot keep doing what I'm doing. Like I've got to make a change. And that's when those are the people that I will often get come to my philosophy and then their world has just changed forever. And it kind of makes me sad. I mean, I'm so, so happy that I can help people like that because I was one of those people and I know how how defeating it can feel to be in that place. But It just kind of makes me sad that it has to be that way because I think that we could save so many people from so many issues if we caught them before they fell into the trap of the messaging of so much of the fitness world. But my hope is that the no pain, no gain messaging will slowly start to go away. I see that happening. I see this shift happening, which is amazing. The no pain, no gain, no days off, that's slowly starting to drift away. And it's my mission to to make that happen faster and to make that to make that happen um, so that really the norm is gentle workouts are effective, take recovery days, take care of your body for the long haul, um, and that the no pain, no gain is like in the minority of messaging and beliefs. So anyway, instead of talking about weight loss and hunger and all of that, today I want to talk about how my you've done enough philosophy after a gentle workout has changed my life. And I know that sounds dramatic, but it's true. And if you've ever taken one of my workouts, I do try to say at the end of every workout, we do Shavasana at the end of every workout. Um, Shavasana is like when you're basically just laying there resting. And it's a very important, beautiful time because you've worked your body, your muscles are tired. And it's time where your brain starts to chirp up a little bit because you're not physically doing anything. You're not distracted by physical movement anymore. You're just there with yourself. And I think that's an amazing opportunity for you to start to shift intentionally the thoughts that you're thinking. So that's why I always say at the end of every class, you've done enough. 
you've done enough over and over and over. And eventually the hope is that you internalize it. But if you're not internalizing it and you're struggling with that, because I get that all the time from my members, like I'm having a hard time with this new philosophy. My body feels so good. I'm seeing my body change, but my mind isn't quite there. So this podcast is hopefully going to be a tool for you to allow your brain to get there and shifting from the, what can I burn off to how can I build this incredible body of mine so I can feel strong and I can travel and I can lift a heavy bag into the overhead compartment without my back hurting and I can sit on a hard bar stool and, you know, I don't have kids yet, but we want to have kids eventually and I want to be able to like race my kids when they're in middle school, like sprint with them without my knees hurting. Um, and, you know, that is the mindset I want to have rather than like, what can I burn off right now? I want to have this long-term mindset of like, how can I build my body up so I can do a cartwheel when I'm freaking 95 years old? <laughs> so the beauty is when that happens, when you can finally accept and shift your mindset from the no pain, no gain into the I've done enough in my workouts mentality, everything shifted for me when I did that. I shifted from a scarcity mindset about my body into one of abundance. And I know that sounds kind of cliche. And what I mean by that is I shifted from thinking like I need to burn off everything that I ate. I need to punish myself into questioning how can I how can I create a body that is stronger, more resilient? And it just changed everything. It's all about how I can improve my body the way it is, not how can I change it because I'm lazy and I have no self-control around food and I need to punish myself or no one will love me and I need to be as thin as possible and all that other crap that we tell ourselves. And usually I like to help you get to that ultimate mindset because my whole philosophy is centered around all of my education and content and centered around how can I help you get there through like evidence and science. And that's usually what my podcasts are doing with this central goal of getting you into that mindset. Um, Because I know education is often the first step to you even being open to shifting a mindset that will change your life forever. But today I want to share what has changed for me since I've changed my mindset? I want to share a story about how I've wavered recently and how I'm what I'm doing with my my mind work to come back from that. And I hope this podcast serves as some inspiration for you to come back to again and again when you feel like you're struggling with the mindset piece and the mindset shift of all of this because it will happen. This is not like linear <laughs> progression, right? You will have some dips in the road where you feel like I need to go back to to my intense workouts um, because I had a weekend where I was, you know, eating like crap or whatever. That will happen, and that's okay. Maybe this is the podcast you come back to. Put me in your ears and see if you can come back to yourself. So here's my story. Since I can remember. I have been body obsessed. (laughs) My family would call me the food police because I think even in high school, I can't remember if it was high school or college, but I think high school, I would shame them about eating unhealthy. Like anytime they had dessert, I would be like, maybe you should just eat half of that. And 
oh my gosh, like I cringe thinking about that because I was so annoying and horrible to be around. Like I am shocked that my parents even like invited me to dinners and stuff because how annoying is that? Um, I'm so sorry, mom and dad, (laughs) but Um, So I I was always kind of food conscious and body obsessed, but I never really got into fitness until college because in high school I was, um, I was pretty active. I was cheerleading and we had practice like almost every day all year round. And I, you know, I felt just like pretty overall active. So I never really like worked out until college and in college, I actually started teaching yoga when I was like 19. I was naturally thin and I still had my high school metabolism and I was doing and teaching yoga because it felt really good and I've always been into self-development. So I loved the reflection time and the mental piece that I was able to kind of work on during yoga. And I was also, quite honestly, I was good at yoga because I was a cheerleader and so I was flexible and I was able to get my body into these um, poses. So I felt successful at it. And so that's probably why I was drawn to it. And But I never really remember doing it to burn off calories. But then again, like back then, there it wasn't the same obsession about burning calories because there wasn't fitness watches to even track it. And I honestly think fitness watches have screwed us so much. That's probably a, a topic for another day. But um, I don't remember being obsessed with burning calories. Then in my fifth year of undergrad, because I did five years of undergrad, yes, I did a victory lap because I decided I was a business major. I decided to apply to physical therapy school. And so I had to do a fifth year to get all my credits for PT school. But anyways, in my fifth year of undergrad, I started gaining weight and I think I gained like 15 pounds and I was eating like trash. Like (laughs) I remember this is, this is not important, but just kind of funny. I remember my, our kitchen was like disgusting. The house that I lived in was so gross. It was like a college house. And I remember not wanting to cook there because it was just nasty. And so I, I ate out like every single meal, like lunch, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, every single meal, like McDonald's, pizza, mac and cheese. I was drinking all the time, of course. And I wasn't really exercising every day. I was maybe doing yoga like twice a week and teaching, but not regularly exercising. And I always had this like underlying guilt of not working out enough. Like it would cross my mind every day that I needed to work out and I would like feel bad about myself and feel all the shame, but then I just wouldn't do it. Like the shame would paralyze me and it wouldn't, it didn't motivate me. Like I know for some people that motivates them and, but almost like too much. And they just like spend three hours at the gym. But for me, I was like, oh, I feel so bad. I'm gaining weight. And I would just like not want to do it. It wouldn't be motivating for me. And then I went to PT school and I, it's funny because I was always used to getting good grades and not having to try that hard, but I always worked hard, but not that hard. But then PT school is like on a whole nother level. I was super stressed and I dropped all the weight I had gained just like within the first few months of PT school, probably just from stress and like not probably not eating enough. And I think around that time is the time that marked me starting to become obsessed with exercise because I saw that I couldn't continue to eat whatever I wanted and not work out because I would gain weight. I was getting to that age where it started to happen. So I started working out every day. I was lifting. I was doing tons of cardio and fitness classes. I was also teaching. I was At that time, I wasn't just teaching yoga. I started teaching other fitness classes, like all the fitness classes you could imagine. And I worked out every day, sometimes three times a day. Like it was not rare for me to work out three times a day for a stretch there in physical therapy school. 
um, between the classes I was teaching, the classes I was teaching, I would do most of the workout and then I would go and do my own workouts. I was like trying to lift every day and then I was also teaching. So sometimes I was, I was working out three times a day. And I think a lot of side note, I think a lot of instructors struggle with this. They want their own workouts on top of teaching and they quickly burn themselves out. So you got to be really careful with that. All you fitness instructors that are listening, but So anyways, I was counting my calories and I was tracking every workout on my fitness watch. That was when the fitness watches came out. And so I got one and I was, you know, working out a ton. I was trying to put myself in a deficit every single day. And I remember doing jumping jacks in my apartment at the end of the day if I, if I didn't hit my deficit. Like I'm like, oh, I need a hundred more calories. So I would literally like do jumping jacks in my (laughs) bedroom. And I remember like, It didn't seem weird to me at the time. Now looking back and even after just writing this podcast, like I'm like, oh, like I was not in a good place, but it, like, I want to give that girl a hug, but it, it didn't seem weird to me. And my friends didn't like seem alarmed. Like it was no, it was just normal. I feel like so many people are like this. It's normal to be like, yeah, I'm working out three times a day. It's like almost glorified. So bizarre. So Anyway, I wouldn't eat that much during the week because I was busy and stressed with school. And if you're in PT school, if you're a physical therapist, you know how stressful it can be. And you're, and I was also working. So I was just like, had a lot going on. So I wasn't eating that much. And on the weekends, I would eat so much because I was just starving. And at that time, I was also drinking pretty heavily on the weekends with my friends. And PT school, for me at least, was like a work hard, play hard type of lifestyle. And I had so much fun, don't get me wrong. But um, yeah, so I was drinking a lot and eating a lot on the weekends. And I don't even think my body changed that much during the time I was exercising a ton, but I started to get more and more obsessed with exercise. And everything came to a screeching halt when I was at the gym with my friend, Kathy. Hi, Kathy. And we were squatting and I, I had a heavy bar on my back it was my last set and I I came up on my rep and just my back immediately gave out. I like dropped to the floor. I remember Kathy was spotting me. She had to grab the bar. She had to carry my backpack home. And I, I herniated a disc in my back that took me out for like an entire week. I like could barely move. And I remember knowing exactly what it was because I was in PT school at the time. So I self-diagnosed myself. But then after that, I went back to teaching almost like a week later, and I did not give my body enough recovery time at all. I basically went back to the same habits, and I just thought I could, quote unquote, modify my way through it, modify my way through the workouts. (laughs) And I continued to exercise way too much, and my body started breaking down. One day I woke up, and I couldn't put weight on my right leg. Like it felt like I had torn my hip labrum. Again, I self-diagnosed myself. And by the way, that still gives me issues. My hip my hip will still sometimes give me issues, rarely ever, but sometimes I'll feel I have to be a little bit careful. So <laughs> although this is, I'm kind of going off a little bit, but although I feel 100% better than I did at this time, I still, I think, did damage to my body that I'll never be the same. So again, if I wish I could go back to myself and just be like, oh, honey, you don't need to do all this. I wish I wish I would have known the things that I know now. But anyways, shoulda, coulda, whatever. Send this podcast to someone who was young and before they hurt themselves, send this podcast to them. But anyways, I, I digress. So that continued for like a year, my hip thing. And um, 
Again, I thought I could just modify my intense workouts and I could get my body work done to compensate for the damage I was doing in my workouts. And obviously that didn't work because I was never able to fully heal. Then my wrist started acting up, then my shoulder. And it almost felt like a badge of honor that I had worked out so hard that my body was falling apart. And I would get every week, I would get worked on, um, I would get muscle activation technique from one of my colleagues and I would sit on his table and he'd be like, okay, what's going on? And I'd be like, ha, I'm a mess. Like it was like, like I was bragging almost. Like I was like, I worked out so hard. My body is wrecked. Like it, it was this weird badge of honor. And I even remember telling some of my PT patients, and I'm so sorry for those of you that I told this to, that they were also fit and active and having maybe kind of similar issues that I was having. And I remember telling them like, I know it's just like, Having joints breaking down is just kind of the price you have to pay in order to be fit because it was so normal to feel like crap in the pursuit of being fit and active. And again, I apologize so much to those people that I told that to because my philosophy couldn't be further from that could not be further from what I believe now. And I just want to give that girl a hug, (laughs) the old me, like being thin and fit was more important than how I felt. I definitely had the like beauty is pain mentality, which is so twisted, but unfortunately so common. And the saddest part is I had zero satisfaction in how my body looked, of course, because it was never enough. I always wanted more, more, more. I was never thin enough. I was never jacked enough. I never had a big enough butt, whatever it was. I never had like strong enough arms. I thought I was fat all the time. And which is hilarious looking back. And I was always on some sort of diet. I'm not sure what finally clicked in me to make a change. I think it was that I noticed how good I felt when I would take time off exercise. I think it was kind of, you know, right before the pandemic. Um, I felt really good when I wasn't exercising. And I was like, there's got to be a way I can be fit and feel good. And so that's when I dove into all the research behind how to do that and ultimately ended up finding all the things that I preach today about biomechanics and avoiding overuse and about how, you know, shorter workouts with better exercises are more effective and not killing yourself just to burn calories and not overstretching just to be arbitrarily flexible and incorporating philosophies about the nervous system and taking recovery days, all of those things I learned. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the key to life. This is how I can be fit and feel amazing. And the reason I was able to so easily transition to this new mindset of how less can be more and how I can, I'm enough and all of these things is because I found the evidence in my research. And this is why I started this podcast so I could educate you all and spread these messages because I know that so many of you have to understand the why before you can implement the how. And so that's what I've done in these podcasts up until now. And that's why I've done podcasts about how burning calories is ineffective and how more exercise can, you know, actually backfire because it can increase your cortisol and how under eating and over exercise can whack you out. And all of those things that I've talked about in my podcast previous to this all because I've experienced it in myself and now I know the why and I'm educating about the why. But I never really stopped to share the softer side of things and 
I think that this is equally as important to talk about. And it's my goal to talk about it more here on the podcast. I do sprinkle it in a lot in my classes. I think you Evo members hear it a lot, but I also think it's important to have it in like a longer form, more educational format as well. So here's the mindset that I've switched to and how it's changed things for me. My old mindset, as you could probably tell from my story, was burn as many calories as possible to stay in a calorie deficit and be as thin and jacked as you can. (laughs) My new mindset is be smart in your training and how can you build your body up while taking care of yourself and never sacrificing your joints or your relationship with yourself in the process. You've done enough. That is my new mindset. And here's what's changed for me in my life by making this swap. And this is the really cool stuff. Not only physically, but some mental changes and some some really evident things happened in my life. So here's what happened. Number one, I no longer have to spend hours and tons of money on body work. I used to get worked on every week. I was getting massages. I was getting MAT. It was a lot of time and it was a lot of money. I don't have to do that anymore at all. (laughs) I have zero chronic pain, none. I used to feel like I was falling apart every day and pain and discomfort was a part of my normal life. I felt like I was 85 and now I feel like I'm 18. (laughs) Um, Number two, I enjoy my weekends off exercise and I don't even consider whether or not I'm in a calorie deficit that day. It literally doesn't even cross my mind anymore. And I'm not sure when that happened, but that used to take up so much daily space in my mind. Like I was obsessively tracking things on my app, entering things into my fitness pal, la da 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 And now that I don't even think about that, it's opened up space in my mind for so many other things, so much more creativity. Number three, because of that new free space, I've been able to launch a business and be so much more confident in my own body. I was so afraid to start my business before this because I felt like I wasn't quote unquote fit enough or that no one would follow me because I wasn't where I wanted to be physically. Like I didn't have big enough, jacked enough arms or like jacked enough abs or whatever. And so I thought no one would want to follow me if I didn't look like a fitness model, which I now think is ridiculous. Um, Number, what am I on for? (laughs) Number four, I let myself... I now let myself gain weight without as much shame spiral. And I'm also able to lose weight easily without over-exercising. So I'm going to talk about this here in just a second and how this wasn't perfect for me, but I just got back from Italy. Um, We were there for two weeks and I enjoyed so much of the food and wine. And both of my husband and I gained a few pounds. We were eating, when I say we were eating pasta and bread for every single meal and drinking about a bottle of wine every day... (laughs) I mean, for two weeks. So obviously we gained a few pounds, but we do not, neither of us regret it because we had such a good time without so much shame for ourselves. It was so amazing. But the old me would count calories when I got back, do two-a-day workouts. And the new me is just not making it a huge deal. And again, this wasn't perfect. I'm going to talk about this here in a second because I definitely had a wavering point. Um, Number five, because I'm allowing myself to eat enough like I used to like eat like a bird to be in a calorie deficit because I'm allowing myself to eat enough. I don't get horribly hangry anymore. (laughs) I used to be like a monster when I was hungry. Like I remember my husband being like, like I would just snap at him for no reason. 
And he'd be like, oh, are you hungry? Do you need to eat something? Let's talk after you eat something. Like, that is ridiculous. Am I a child? Like, no, come on. I feel like my insulin is so much more balanced now, and I just don't get that anymore. That just doesn't happen to me anymore. Um, Number six, I sleep better, and I'm more energized during the day. I have so much more brain space and energy to create. And this has been huge for me. I've always been a big sleeper. Sleep has always been very important to me. And I feel the effects if I don't have enough sleep. I was so tired all the time. I would have to nap every day. And there's no way I would have the energy to create this business and then create this podcast and create content if I had the energy levels that I used to. So that has been a huge benefit for me. And then lastly, this is the last one. I don't have so much drama about how my body looks, which is so freeing. Like, again, I think so many of us that are so self-conscious, it takes up a lot of brain space and a lot of brain energy. And to me, it's kind of a waste of brain energy because you are who you are today. And yes, you can you can work on yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. But obsessing over it is to me total, totally wasted energy. My old mindset me like wanted all this plastic surgery to change my body. <laughs> it's just so sad, you guys. And I think, I, w- I mean, honestly, I would think about it all the time, like every day, like, oh, if I just got a boob job or if I had smaller ankles, like then I would look more proportional and maybe there's a surgery for that. And I almost never think that anymore. And I'm not demonizing plastic surgery. I'm just saying that it doesn't occur to me like it used to. There's just like a calmer layer of acceptance about myself and out of all of that, I've been able to find more confidence. And out of my confidence, I've been able to help so many more people and have a bigger impact than I ever imagined. So those are kind of the things that have happened to me since I've shifted my mindset. Now, I want to talk about a time where I've wavered on this and what I've done to kind of pull myself out of this because I'm not perfect. And I don't want you guys to think that this is, again, a linear progression. You will have dips in the road. When we got back from Italy, I was feeling pretty low, to be honest. My clothes were tighter, and that was uncomfortable for me. And I looked different in the mirror. I could just tell. And I had to do some work on my brain to try not to bounce back to my old ways of wanting to, like, burn off what I ate and trying to, like, incessantly diet. And so here's what I've been doing. When I see myself in the mirror and I have a negative thought about my body – I transition immediately towards something more neutral, like I have a body, or I search for something even positive that I can believe immediately, like my body feels really good today. I have no pain and I feel energized. Those are all things that shift me immediately. Or sometimes what I'll do, and this is <laughs> this is so embarrassing that I'm saying this on my podcast, but I do recommend it, is I'll like flex my arms in the mirror, or even if I'm not in the mirror, I'll just like flex my arm and feel my bicep and I'll be like, damn, like that bicep, like you've worked hard for that. And that immediately shifts me. It immediately pulls me out of shame and into appreciation for my body. And when I act out of appreciation instead of out of shame for my body, I've found that the long-term results are so much better because my actions when I'm in appreciation for my body are eating balanced meals that fill me up rather than like eating like a bird. (laughs) So I don't like just totally binge later. 
and working out with intention and listening to the cues in my body so I don't hurt myself and overwork myself. If you've taken some of my classes, sometimes I'll even do that in class. Like I'll be like, oh, I'm just really tired today. Like you guys keep going. I'm going to demo a little bit less. I'm going to take it a little slower. And I would say the old me would never do that during a class. Like I would just continue to push through even if I felt like crap. And those two things done over and over in high reputation, high repetition have ultimately or can ultimately accumulate to lead to greater physical, more sustainable results. They're sustainable. That's the best part. And I eventually build trust with myself that boosts my confidence and allows me to repeat the process again when I go on vacation again in the future and enjoy all the foods and gain a little weight. And this has happened to me in the past. So this is the reason why I know that I can do this again now. However, when I act out of shame for my body, when I look at myself in the mirror and I have negative thoughts about my body, or I I say like, "You've, you've gained weight or whatever it is that makes me feel shameful and bad about myself, I feel shame. And I act in a way that isn't productive. And I actually did this this week. This is why I want to talk about this to like tell you that it doesn't have to be perfect. It's just about recognizing when you're going into those patterns and intentionally pulling yourself out. So what I did is um, I was feeling terrible about myself. And I so I decided I was going to restrict my eating and do intermittent fasting. Um, I even posted it on my Instagram about how I was just going to eat lunch and dinner and go back to fasting. My body was used to fasting before we went on vacation, but then when we went on vacation, I didn't fast. I was expecting I could just ju- like pop right back into fasting and be fine. Well, that didn't work. I restricted my eating and I was starving and completely went off my meal plan and ate way more than I like intended to and then felt bad again. <laughs> and, you know, this usually when this happens, I would also restrict my eating and I would go do like a bunch of cardio. I didn't do a bunch of cardio this time. I only did, I only restricted my eating, which is progress, but still the short-term result of that kind of cycle of restricting eating and then trying to do a bunch of like too much exercise may end up with a little weight loss in the beginning. But the long-term result of that was that my body would break down and I would end up saying, screw it, and just eating a bunch of comfort foods when I was just starving and essentially just like undo all of my progress. So, and then I would feel shameful that I couldn't stick to anything and the process would just repeat. So I learned this tactic of intentionally shifting your thoughts from my favorite podcast. And I apologize, she has an explicit um, title. It's called Unfuck Your Brain. Don't be fooled by the title. If the title offends you, I'm sorry. Some of her podcasts about body image are just really, really good. But she talks about how you can tell yourself all the positive affirmations in the world, but if you don't believe them deep down, they aren't very effective. For instance, you can't just jump from thinking and believing like, I've gotten fat to I have a rock and bod. Because your brain will just come up (laughs) with all of the reasons for why it isn't true that you have a rock and bod. So it's just not very effective. So what you can do is you can create a bridge thought between I have a rock and bod and you've gotten fat. So you can create something more positive or even neutral that you can believe today that can pull yourself out of that shame spiral that drives you to make decisions like over-exercising or crash dieting and then binging. And it allows you to have more clarity about what actions will truly be best for you in the long term. 
I find that it allows me to think in long-term rather than impulsive short-term that always backfires. So again, instead of you've gotten fat, um, thinking like I have a body or my body feels good today or my bicep, like feel your bicep and like my bicep is strong. Whatever it is, you can choose whatever feels true and right for you. But that is so much more productive than just trying to jump right into a positive affirmation that you don't believe. So for all my Evelyn members who are struggling with the mindset of doing shorter workouts that feel less intense than you're used to, first off, please remember that the length of time you're exercising and how many calories you're burning is not a reflection of the effectiveness of your workouts. As I've talked about in so many of my past podcasts, right? It's not about how long you're working out. It's not about how many calories you're burning. It's about the exercises you're choosing that will build your body. Anyways, but if you're on board with this, philosophy, my philosophy, you're a member and you're still just struggling with the philosophy, try the bridge thought activity. So instead of like, you know, at the end of class, I'll often say I've done enough. Well, maybe you don't really believe that you've done enough. Maybe you're like, I want to believe that, but like, I just don't. So maybe try a bridge thought. Like I've done the workout that I've planned for today. I've completed the workout that I've planned for today. Boom. That will immediately feel so much better to you than what you're probably thinking, which is, this isn't enough. I need to do more. This isn't going to work. All of those things that just feel terrible and make you feel guilty. Or another bridge thought that I like is, it's possible that the work I did was enough to make a difference in my body. It's possible, right? It's possible that people do this workout and it works for them. It's possible. That's always a really good bridge thought. Or um, another one is my muscles are tired. Now they need to rest. Or it's possible that my muscles need to rest now that I've worked them in my workout. So try, or you can make up your own that feels good for you. Um, If you're in the Evlo uh, Facebook group and if you're in the private Facebook group, please post your bridge thoughts. I would love to hear them. And I think that we can draw inspiration on each other, but See how that makes you feel because my guess is that it will transition you into a place of acceptance for your body, which will clear up so much drama in your mind and allow you to talk or allow you to take more intentional actions in the rest of your day. If you're thinking at the end of your workout, that wasn't enough, this won't work, I want to believe that I've done enough, but I don't, things like that, just know that Those thoughts are your brain just trying to protect you because you're doing something new that you're not used to. You are trying to break old wiring and you've got some strong wiring in there. And that wiring is because of a lot of social conditioning and a lot of years of practice. So it's just your brain being a brain. It's totally normal. It's totally expected. Don't shame yourself for having those thoughts or not being able to fully internalize that you've done enough. However, We are evolved as humans to have the ability to shift any mindset we want, but it just takes practice and it takes intention and it takes repetition. So I hope this was helpful. I had a lot of fun recording this. You guys can let me know if you like these type of podcasts or if you want me to do more of the science-y. I might kind of just thread these in now and again, Um, but feel free to come back to this as many times as you need. And if you love this podcast, please leave me a review. It is means so much to me. I read all of them. And it also allows me to reach more people who need guidance in this. Reviews are the best way podcasts can grow. So please, please, please leave me a review if you've been listening and loving it and gaining. Even if you gained one thing out of this podcast, I would love if you left me a review. 
And then lastly, if you want to join Evlo, we would love to have you. Um, We work on this life-changing mindset piece in every single workout. So it really truly is life-changing. I'm telling you. EvloFitness.com, E-V-L-O-Fitness.com. There's a seven-day free trial so you can get in there and check it out. And that is it. We will see you all next week. Bye.